0: Good evening, friend. Welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and once again, I'm joined by the indomitable Michael Daniels.
1: Hey, that's a really good job. That's I can't say that word without messing it up.
0: Did, did I did indom- I nail it? I, m- I mumble through some words on this show. I don't know what I was trying to say. Well, you did. Of, Either this or Klingons and Dragons. I was reading off something like, leave us a review. I kept like mumbling some part of that.
1: <laughs> indom- 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 indomitable.
0: indomitable. I, I can't. I, I don't think I could do it again. That was one, one it. time. Solid one time. You deal. landed
1: it it's ten, 10. Hey, solid.
0: Hey, how, how are you doing this week? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's uh, it's cold, but I'm staying inside where it's not as cold. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah. High high of uh, uh, one degree this week. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, that's, that's crazy talk. It's I, I'm actually winter, excited. For winter the, in the Midwest.
1: I'm excited for the uh, school delay. That's what I'm more excited for. Mm. Although I, I can't do it. I got a lot of stuff I'm going at work. Uh, i spent my time uh, in the cold this last weekend uh watching our challenge so that was
0: our challenge let's let's get right into that let's do it this week's 2020 challenge is the nicholas sparks adaptation the notebook featuring ryan gosling and rachel mcadams also uh shoot Completely drawn a blank. Oh, uh, um, the the
1: the Maverick guy. Yeah, I know you talking about. Yeah, Duke.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah Duke. Uh, Who was that guy?
0: Yeah, James Garner. James Garner. R.I.P. James Garner. Right. Uh, he was so the, good. Man, I miss that. And guy. um, and the mom, Gina Rollins. Right. As the as oh spoilers. So if you've not seen this movie, <laughs> if you're not playing along with us, spoilers uh, and and you've got a date night planned um, or, or pre-committed yourself to watch a romantic movie with your family because of a podcast you're recording, uh, (laughs) go go check this movie out. Or, you know, if you have some more time and you're into that sort of thing, the book was better.
1: (laughs) So I, I, uh, yeah, this, this is the quintessential romance date movie type thing, right? It, it, People say the notebook, and that's it has a whole connotation yeah,
0: yeah, because unlike really most like when you think of romance films, they're romantic comedies or they're those hallmark movies that are so uh saccharine, they're so sweet and gross that they're almost unwatchable for most yeah. uh uh rational thinking people right I'm, I'm, be, I'm being really harsh like th- th- there's a there there's a time of year and there's a frame of mind just like monty python or horror movies or whatever different things people are into uh that you can sit down and watch a uh mindless feel-good hallmark comedy movie, mostly around the holidays it feels like the, comedy, the christmas prints, those kind of things Right. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, th- this... Now, this is different than what I would usually do on, on our on our challenge, is that uh, when we talk about, you know, what do we see this time through? Because I, this isn't one of those movies that I feel that you and I have watched many times. Right?
0: No, not like our first... Well, I had not seen E.T., but uh, both Raiders and Shawshank I'd seen several times. Many times, right. This, this movie I saw maybe once. And back in... The book was published in 96, but sometime... Before the movie came out, which was '04, I want to say, like, 2000, 2001, there was a time where I was reading a lot of this kind of a little bit lighter, uh, not serial, but, like, there are a handful of authors that just were pumping out books in that time and maybe still are. I'm thinking about, like, uh, uh, James Patterson, John Grisham... Uh, Nicholas Sparks, obviously, okay. and so I had read this book, and i I saw the movie maybe once, not when it was in theaters, but sometime after that. And so there were a lot of details that I didn't really remember, and uh, some some minor and a and a, a couple of major uh, departures from what I recall of the book when I read it, something like yeah. fifteen almost twenty years ago.
1: Well, the, I didn't even know this was a book. I remember you saying something about it, and I like, oh, I didn't know it was right. But I it's funny because well, while it it is a definitely good romance thing, and it's and, and I I'll admit on the show I'm not above the watching these things as things because I, <laughs> I like I actually like good romance uh, things I um, romantic comedies I kind of like uh, this is not a romantic comedy this is just a romance um, they're they're just as much as a, an emotion of horror I better than I don't think uh, or being scared being happy being sad you know.
0: Oh, you mean in terms of the the film or the the um, created work being a little bit manipulative?
1: No, I mean in the, just in the terms that like some people don't say, oh, I I don't like that because it's the genre of X Y or Z, or it's it's just a romance, or it, I don't like mm. sci-fi because it's sci-fi, right? Like I sure. I enjoy all, I honestly do enjoy all the different genres, and this is no exception to the rule because the notebook is really is a really one of the quintessential romance things. And it's a good one. Uh, But bringing it back to the book, I I don't know how it would be on a standalone because I think that the movie is lives and breathes by Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. I mean, those two just have the on-screen chemistry that make you like, I mean, he smiles and she smiles and they're just like this adorable couple that are perfect. You know, hit her mannerisms and, his mannerisms like, Oh, you just want them to, to be together. Uh, so right. I, I don't know how the book would would work for me or how would, wouldn't or wouldn't work, but you know,
0: well to, to refresh myself on those details. I, I Googled this and I found a website called, uh, shoot. What did I just say? it? It's uh that was not in the book.com. Oh, of course. Right. Yes. Uh, which uh, of, of course that website exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I, I remembered some of the details, uh, and there are a handful that are kind of trivial. Like in the book, he writes her a letter once a month, which is maybe somewhat more realistic for 1940, um, instead of every day. Uh, the town name is different. Uh, they're separated for 14 years in the book instead of seven years in the movie. Um, and, uh, apparently a big, a big difference is that, um, the The relationship between the two main characters in the book is just is just generally positive all the time. Where in the film, they're much more like Adversial fire and ice. They're, yeah. they're they're always they're always fighting and um and that kind of stuff. And what else? Uh, he writes the notebook in the book instead of her. the The main difference that I know bothered a lot of people that I talked to back you know when this was a slightly more more recent movie um is that in the book the book doesn't end the same way as the movie oh really okay and the again pretty if, important if you're still the movie. yeah if you're still listening and don't want to get spoiled on the ending of the notebook it uh, does have a, an
1: ending that's skip worth ahead. not listening to
0: in the in the book um she passes away Sort of off screen, but he survives because there is a follow-up book um, about a relationship involving one of their children, and Noah is still living.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: So it's so it's just a completely different. Where in the movie they do this kind of, it's like almost a, almost a suicide in their they sleep both
1: kind of die thing. Together type thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's strange.
1: It is strange, but. Oddly enough, that happens more than you'd think. Not, not. I mean, like one person passing away and another spouse passing away. Yeah, very, I mean, very yeah. Soon the, after the other one,
0: the the common story you hear is within a few days or a week or so when when a couple have been together for a very long time, um, yeah, that then that happens. It, that's um, crazy. I mean, it's this, just
1: crazy to me, but that's so true. I mean, I know it's true. It's, yeah, it's so crazy. for sure, for sure. Um. So the, yeah, this 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 ending is it's sad. Of course it's, that's what everybody remembers it being sad and it's great. I mean, I love it. It's, it actually makes the whole story be an old folks story. and like, this is, this is what happens when you lose your memories and you lose stuff. Right.
0: Because that's the, that's the real story is this sort of, you know, Nicholas Sparks is kind of a, he's not a Christian writer. I mean, he's a, I, I believe he's a Christian author, but he doesn't write Christian books. Yeah if that makes any sense. They're always kind of a little bit spiritual, a little bit miracle ish without being overt in a way that a, that a straight, straightforward Christian author would do um, Christian genre author. Um, And so it's this, this idea of like, you know, whether it's, you know, it's God or higher power or just the power of their love uh, to, transcend science and make her remember the you know in in this in this alzheimer's dementia yeah. state is is the real sort of message uh, uh focus of the story as far as i wanted to sort of get the the differences kind of stuff out of the way first because i do have <laughs> i do have positive things to say <laughs> so probably, believe it or not um so so there's there's that aspect of it. I I was not blown away by the chemistry. I think um Are you mean
1: between the actors?
0: Between the actors. Oh, well, I liked it. Uh okay. sure, okay. And it was it was there. It wasn't bad. Um I I as I do when I watch a movie that I've seen before, I was on IMDb checking stats to see that um uh Ryan Gosling was 24 and Rachel McAdams 26 when they made this movie. Oh, so close. Also, fun fact: uh, those two actors were born in the same hospital.
1: <laughs> That's so weird. In Canada, That's so weird. yeah, r- <laughs> well, random. Wait, it's um, Canada. Everybody's born in the same hospital, in Canada, right?
0: Is that how that yeah, works? It's health, it's, it's
1: United Healthcare. So right, it's right. Like one hospital, the, in so, social
0: socialized medicine. Right. Um, and there's trivia on, on IMDb about how Ryan Gosling spent a couple months uh, living in a small coastal town and uh, and built he built the kitchen table that's seen in the movie like he built furniture and of course he did because uh, he's
1: ryan gosling and he's like you know everyone's heart throughout
0: i i think he was a relatively unknown when this movie was made oh probably i think this is one of his first uh first things but anyway i i brought that up to show like you know the story opens with them they're that's supposed to be like 17 yeah and um and so i was a little annoyed by um Rachel McAdams' portrayal of the character as kind of like not quite coquettish, but really like like girly in a certain way. If that makes okay. sense at all, like like she was trying to play younger. Oh, right in a okay. in an obvious way. Okay, and and you know that's a little nitpicky. Sure. Whatever. I
1: mean, I think I think like Ryan Gosling just has he just. He has one character, it's him and
0: that's it. So Well yeah, there's that too. (laughs) Um, Also also fun fun fact, (laughs) this movie came out two months after Mean Girls. Oh, okay. And and so I couldn't I couldn't completely get uh Regina uh whatever her character in in Mean Girls out of my mind while watching this. The whole time. It kind of, kind of distracted me a little bit. Well, I, um, I,
1: I did. I I liked it. I think I think it's good. It's sweet. It has a sweet a sweet ending. I mean, th- these aren't things that we usually talk about on on our our challenge stuff. But no, it, right. it doesn't. It's... It didn't bring anything new to the romance genre. I do think that it's just a sweet. It's a sweet old folks story, is what it is. You know, it's that, <laughs> that these people can, and that's the that's the moral. It's not a love story between two people that you know find each other and come back together. It's it's that these people. You know they have a full life and a romantic life and stuff but she's forgotten it all and you know he loves her very much and she loves him very much and you want to you're trying you're actually experiencing that's what makes it so sad is you're experiencing the sadness of dementia and alzheimer's is what it is you know yeah true the truth yeah. because you could say like oh it's it's sad when someone's they forget everything and then it's really hard when they forget their, their daughters and sons and and husbands and wives. Yeah. It's one thing to say that. And then it's one thing to experience it unexpectedly, you know, like real people do in real life. It's like you come and then they don't know you one day and you can say that. But then when you watch the notebook, you're like, Oh man, the life that they've led together and that's what you're experiencing. So it is an open story. Uh,
0: Yeah, for sure. And and this is one of those where there's a wide gap in the uh in the critics and audience scores really? on Rotten tomatoes really, critics yeah. rip it up it's it's fifty three percent of critics yeah. uh and eighty five percent of audiences although the the average rating for critics is five point seven out of ten and the average for audiences is three point six out of five so there's not that much difference sure it's just more like half of the critics thought it was bad and only 15 percent of
1: well of here's something here's that. something that, that that you know the difference between critics and audiences uh, don't have a lot of weight with me because um critics are are they're looking for something right they're looking for something different yeah. or, or some, yeah. they're looking for something it's, and they're not enjoying the movie for the movie's sake i don't think most critics do you know
0: well yeah i mean it's just a different goal right if uh, you're if you're a critic you're trying to you're you're making a statement that is going to influence other people where your average audience goer is just going did i like this or did i not yeah
1: i Um, I think critics always ask the question what is this movie trying to do and i don't think any audience member actual normal audience member asks that question they're just like yeah like you said do i like it
0: and it's one of those things you know it's sort of i i find myself doing it since we started podcasting you know i i think and talk about you know filmmaking or films in a in a not a critic way but more of that way than than maybe i used to or or maybe not i'm kind of an analytical person but i did want to say um the things i noticed about this movie that i that i really did enjoy as we've said several times now it's not a comedy not a romantic comedy it's straight romance um i appreciated that there were no i mean there were cliches but there were none of the really um the really common almost nefarious tv not tv uh, movie tropes okay i'm talking about things like uh you know man walks in on his on his wife cheating on oh her.
1: yeah yeah those or yeah
0: uh, you know, you meet the other person, the you know the original fiance in a rom com where uh you know somebody is gonna break somebody up or the uh the mom character in a Reese Witherspoon movie or any of those kind of things. Yeah, sure. I mean, this like, this
1: does have the the at the beginning was that the boy won't give up on a girl and keeps you know jumping off of a thing to, to get her attention type stuff I mean,
0: that was a little yeah that wasn't in the books and it's a little bit obnoxious like right out of the gate like what did he just met her yeah that, that's that,
1: that's a movie trope there it's like you know he just sees it's her a, love at it first sight type thing you
0: know it's it's a little bit crazy yeah, and which is fine. um it's, it's what it is. which which is which is fine um you know the the parents are adversarial but yeah. they're adversarial in a natural way especially for an upper class uh family you know, talking about a poor, you know, love interest. Right. Yeah, um,
1: th- th- that is a, that is a trope as well. So that's why when critics watch this, I can see them saying, "Well, like, it doesn't bring anything new to the table. There's nothing more that you haven't seen before." Blah blah blah. But,
0: but I mean, yeah. to, just to to make that point, like while there's nothing there's nothing amazing or groundbreaking, it doesn't fall into some of these obvious. Cliches like there are so many um there's so many times you get the other character, the other woman or the other man in this in this case, there were both, you know they each had an other person when they reconnected, and there was nothing wrong with either of those characters like they were not very you know they didn't spend a lot of time developing those characters, but the the girl that he was with was a widow, and she was sad. But she and Allie got along and she left and it was fine. Yeah. Um the the guy that Allie was with was rich and you know, affectionate and devoted to her. Yep. But you know
1: not the best. he was, was like Ryan Gosling. Right.
0: You know, ste- stepped aside, stepped aside steps aside and and things moved forward and it was fine. There was no like Oh, she's with this guy, but he's sleeping around on her, and she doesn't know. So right. we're obviously supposed to hate him.
1: Yeah, that's he's true. He's just right, yeah. he's
0: just a normal guy that it didn't work out for.
1: Which is funny. You know? I mean, what a choice that she has, right? James Marsden or Ryan Gosling. I mean,
0: right? <laughs>
1: Poor Rachel McAdams. You know, <laughs> right?
0: Right. Oh. Um. Well, that, but that was that... I, I appreciated I appreciated all of that stuff and, um, and the the. The way that the mom approached the situation was was kind of you know mature, thoughtful, but still she has her own sort of regrets that she buries, you know.
1: Yeah, and the thing that makes this the thing that makes this, a, that makes this a, a date movie instead of just like a you know I don't know whatever is is that it, it brings out the feeling of. Um, that you want to be, have that enduring love with someone special just like them. And maybe that person who's sitting next to you sure. can be the person that is forever <laughs> love. And that's, that's they get, they really, really bring that out through the whole time. And so, why you know, watching this, if you watch this by yourself, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. I mean, it's just, sure. you know, it's just a show, which is fine. Uh, but so our, our next one, Dennis and I were talking. And... <laughs> We have we've decided to do a couple things with the the order. We we had like a pretty predictable order with the poster and things were going, but we thought that we'd run this by you and see if uh, um, what you think. We're we're gonna move some things around kind of unpredictably. I would just check on uh, frontporchpodcast.com dot com and look at you know how, we're just gonna redo some order stuff, mainly logical stuff, right, Dennis? Like you had said something about Halloween last week and changing things well yeah
0: in our um in our initial schedule just going down the list um we have halloween coming up in the middle of february yeah. and so we said we should probably swap that into october what? um and there there are a couple more of those um Shaun of the Dead, Evil Dead. Right. And that that uh, made like living I look show. at these
1: things and say there's like Groundhog's Day in October and August You know, like
0: these, these all, are things all like, of those October. Halloween movies belong like in October. Right. Um and so we can we can group those up. I mean the movie the poster is not done in any particular order. Yeah. Um and so certainly yeah, not to our just...
1: to our podcasts uh start mandates. <laughs> um but but we no, we no. So, so yeah, just check, check it out. We're going to change the schedule around and we're doing that starting this next week, right?
0: Uh, yeah. I think since it's our next show will be recorded on February. No, we'll, we'll publish on February 11th. Is that right? Yeah. Cause yeah. this show will go up on the fourth. Yep. Um, And so we'll just go ahead and watch groundhog day since it's going to be yeah, groundhog day between now and when we record
1: that, that, again. That kind of makes me happy. I mean, just because I now I'm looking forward to a nice, fun Bill Murray movie, right?
0: I'm not sure if I have seen this since I saw it in the theater.
1: Oh, wow, nice, cool. That's that's going to be fun then, because I've seen That was it. one
0: of those, that was one of those I I spent the weekend with my cousin and my aunt, and we went and saw that movie, and it was probably not a movie that, mom would have wanted me to see had she not seen it. Mm-hmm. But then once you watch it, it's like, it's like PG, yeah, maybe PG 13. Like there's nothing that I recall being in it. I, I will say,
1: look for, look, look for, look at this one, or notice this when you're watching it. Notice the fact that Bill Murray is supposed to be a romantic leading man, which is just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my <laughs> response right there. Um, so just nice. pay attention. I, every time I watch this movie, I think like, wow, Somebody at some point thought this this guy was a okay, so just pay attention to that. I'm looking forward to because I like I, 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 I'm good I'm happy for uh, The other option uh, would be some Schindler's He's he's, to.
0: he's funny. Being funny goes a long way. I, I'm told. Uh,
1: just ask our uh, next topic guy, uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane,
0: Mister Seth MacFarlane. All
1: right. So let's talk about some Discovery, can we? No, no Orville, not Orville. Discovery,
0: the Orville. Uh, so season two of the Orville is out. Um, how much of this have you seen?
1: Uh, I watched four episodes, uh, before I realized that there's only five out that we can watch and I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, I don't want to watch all this in one day. So I stopped.
0: Well, I, I did watch all five of them. (laughs) Exactly. Right. See, you just, I mean, to, to be, to be clear, like the second and third one I had on while I was, uh, um, and maybe I'll get into this a little bit when we do good times, but, um, while i was organizing my gloomhaven box Mm. so i was i was half watching half listening to those those couple episodes
1: yeah the i i love the horrible i mean (laughs) i do i and and i and it's just getting just like we everyone says with everything have patience we're all cynical and and heavy critics when a new show comes out and oh it's not this or that and and history always shows that you know shows need time to get their legs and find their places, and the actors need time to get into the characters. And same thing with Orville here. I mean, the West to the lesser, lesser extent because I like the first season pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but the, the second one so far, we I'm only four in, is you know just more of the same kind of stuff that's doing what it likes to do and being itself. And uh, which to me, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is. This is like should be take place in the nineties. Like this should have been published in the nineties, but you couldn't do it in the nineties because it would have been a like complete rip off of Star Trek and they would have been that's all it would have been compared to every time. Now it's right. its own standalone thing. And it's clearly Star Trek's still comparative, but you know, it's definitely its own thing.
0: Well, yeah, I mean so we talked about this last uh during last season and said that um the Orville is like Star Trek if humanity did not change the slightest bit between now and yeah. Space if, space. If travel we didn't time. have
1: Gene Roddenberry in the picture. If Star Trek was written yeah. by somebody that wasn't Gene Roddenberry.
0: Yeah. And not a, not a futuristic utopia, just a future where people are the same. Yeah. And so I, I went into season two, episode two, episode one, um, pretty excited yeah it's like oh it's uh it's back it's the orville this yeah. was great season one let's let's get into this uh season two mm-hmm. and i couldn't even get through the first episode i got like i mean granted it was late and i was tired but i got like 20 30 minutes in and it's it's just so they they start off strong with relationship drama
1: oh man they they did they leaned right they didn't even shy away they're like that's what was a, kind of a big focus with us last sh- season. We're gonna hit it hard. See episode one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Captain Mercer is is in the bar drowning his sorrows, <laughs> and great, and he's and he's so sad. And um, Alara is with him, and and she's also sad for different reasons. And I'm like, oh man. I'm I'm enjoying season 2 of Discovery so much. Yes, true. It's yeah. it's it's making it really hard to enjoy this. Well, th- this is something
1: different. This is like it is. week episodic. This is episodic and it's it's so I mean, it's just like the the old Star Trek Next Generation stuff. It's episodic with through lines, right? You know. Um
0: Yeah, yeah. Just just like the old shows, just like we said. Exactly. Uh it said during season 1 as they went on into more episodes, um, it it got better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for those first couple, I was like, I was like, okay, so we did an episode all about, uh, you know, the captains and, and Kelly's relationship. And then we did an episode all about Bordis and his husband's relationship. Right. And I, I did enjoy the episode about, um alara even though uh spoilers that they wrote her out of the show yeah that, that's the last um, one i watched
1: by the way it was her her going away
0: okay is that the fourth one so the and third th- one must have been the the porn one th-
1: there was the, that was the one with bordis and his, his that was uh, the one with bordis yeah. that's
0: that's a that's a perfect like uh, uh summary like short explanation of of what this show is in contrast to real star trek right uh real real 90s star trek it's like imagine you had star trek except uh you know one of the engineers or you know one of the officers got uh got a shady guy down in engineering to get him (laughs) some illegal some illegal porn uh holodeck program that he installed that like crashed the ship's computer which
1: god i mean just that's literally that what happens show, in this episode. Right, the way that this show blends today with the future is crazy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so good in so many ways. And, and, and I know that last year the, the critics and the reviewers were just at a loss from themselves to, to determine what this show was. And is it trying to find its place? No, I don't think it's trying to find its place. It's just trying to be what it is. It's just yeah. It, I don't think it's trying to fit into a genre. It's just making its own thing, uh which is totally fine. Like it yeah. it has cheap um it's definitely got comedy. It's got sometimes cheap sets maybe like they it's you know it's it feels like they're walking through the enterprise with these cheap set stage sets.
0: Right? Sure. And, I mean it's it's you know slightly better than 90s era. It's like enterprise era yes special effects
1: yeah and and you're and you're okay with it it's just like that's a thing and yeah the the cast is just they well first off they brought in what's the guy the tick what's his name um
0: oh um patrick warburton
1: yeah i mean this show brought in patrick warburton people i mean that's what this show's about
0: i think he's only in a couple episodes he's too he's too cartoonish to last but but, uh he's he's yeah
1: that's what they bring him in for they just bring him in to be patrick (laughs) warburton in full-on makeup yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's going down tube hole or something like
0: that." Hey, hey do you guys mind if I uh, put my stuff right here? Sweet.
1: Yeah, and they, but the Orville has—that's another cool thing too—is they they populate their their world with normal Joes. Like everyone else is, mm-hmm. you know, has a thing, and they're special, and they're the crew, and then the random like was it Doug like that dates her Alara at one one time <laughs> right <laughs> they're just yeah. normal Joes. They're like yeah no,
0: you know normal guys. Uh what's the um is his name John the pilot?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Have you seen the episode where he uh wants to get into the command training program?
1: No, I have not. It must be
0: Okay. That uh, that one's uh, pretty good. Pretty I mean good. it's a it's a side story to uh to what it, i mean it, just like classic star trek these episodes are telling like two or three stories at the same time yeah every
1: episode. and but, you know what uh, the, the thing is is that i think the actors are doing pretty good i mean i really do it's and believe it or not i think seth MacFarlane's doing a great job because he as an actor he, he really has times where he he truly feels frustrated and upset and then he turns around and uh, i i like the episode when he's getting uh, all frustrated about his ex you know not being with him he truly is just like a normal <laughs> dude that's in pain and frustrated yeah but 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 he doesn't yeah. he doesn't go off the deep end he's not cartoonish he's very right real.
0: and i'm i'm not used to seeing him act because he does mostly vocal work exactly but uh yeah that was all pretty good i i enjoyed the As I said, I enjoyed the Alara episode. It got to the end of that, and that's one that I had on while I was doing other stuff, so I wasn't really watching it, but I, you know, would kind of look up when stuff happens. It's a, you know, good sort of family conflict resolution sort of episode, and then when she leaves anyway, it's like a you know surprising surprising twist and she leaves the gift and i'm like what is this gift gonna be this is kind of weird
1: Pickle. what is the pickles the, did i miss something about the pickles
0: oh you didn't get that that's i thought that that might be a a thing because they didn't do it in season two
1: okay I so forget. it's a callback
0: to season one because whenever they would go into a situation an away mission and because she's uh Solan, you know, super super strength. Yeah. Oh, open uh, up the jar of pickles. C- Captain Mercer would always say like, Laura, you want to get this get this jar of pickles for me? <laughs> and she would, you know, like Data would do back in the day just like crunch these doors open.
1: Right, right. Oh, the this show is so good. Um it it does ha- it clearly has comedy. It clearly has it here's something too that I was actually surprised that I didn't hear you texting me about the whole time is that it does lie heavily on social justice issues like it it,
0: yeah it does it
1: does bring them up it doesn't shy away from the fact that like porn is an addiction and you know the the bullying and
0: well the whole i mean that whole that whole boredus episode it's like um you know his main cause of 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 stress and and difficulty in his marriage is his guilt over the the, you know, involuntary sex change they did on their on their child.
1: Which is a very serious thing. And they and this show yeah. doesn't just laugh it off. It's a very serious thing to everyone. And the Captain Mercer, he comes in and he talks he doesn't make a joke or make light of it or try to be some like Captain Picard character. He is serious about this is not right and it's so good. Right? It was just handled they, in a realistic way.
0: A couple way. of the non- you know, uh, uh, Voyager Deep Space Nine did this kind of stuff every once in a rare while, right? Um, there's an episode of Voyager where uh, B'Elanna is is expecting. Yeah. She and Tom, yep, Tom Paris, to and um, and the Doctor gives her a um, uh, you know, 3D projection that shows her her child will have the mild forehead ridges like she has yeah being a quarter Klingon or whatever she's half so their child yeah. would be a quarter um and she tries to you know she actually hacks the doctor to get him to uh, perform an operation that will like DNA modify which of course the is is against Federation law right um to make the baby fully human and uh it's a Like that, I started watching that episode. It's on somebody's list, and I was like, "Ah, I don't want to watch a Balana episode. (laughs) I'm just not interested in this character at all. And I, I actually found it very compelling. I'm like, this is a, you know, they showed a lot of flashbacks of her childhood and the prejudice, you know, she grew up with. And I'm like, this is actually a really good story.
1: Yeah, and and the Orville does several of those too. And they always, every time they're doing them, they catch me by surprise. Like, because they're, I mean, they have the, the pilot and the engineer and you're like, this is just a hilarious show. I'm waiting for the next gag to come up. And then they, <laughs> right. they mix it these, in the fact these that- These two dudes. Oh, and surely. And then uh, Borvis, is, Bor- is Borvis? Is that his name? Bor- Bortis. Bortis is like getting uh, um, porn from this hilarious monster alien thing that's got a great, you know, lines in it. Um, so you're like, this is this is all jokey. But then you find out what he's doing is like a real thing, and it's real serious. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you know what? While it's jokey, you know, this is a real problem for people, and they probably go to these kind of lengths and this kind of stuff, just like he was. And then it makes you feel like, oh, okay, let's let's be serious here a second. And they take it seriously, and then they'll come back later with stuff. Yeah, and not just seriously, not like a caricature caricature where like, oh, and and knowing is half the battle. They don't do that. <laughs> they do this like, okay. You know, I'm a real person. And it's no like, oh, situation.
0: now now we're gonna go to, we're gonna go to couples counseling, and yeah, you know, yeah, and they, and, they... and then
1: they mix it in with sci-fi very accurately in the fact that like Clovis stabs him, you know, you're like, right. okay, this is sci-fi, a different culture, <laughs> different uh, culture, yeah. yeah. And by the way, they Orville does a pretty good, if not a better job of monsters than even Discovery or anything else does. That they've got. Weird aliens of all different kinds and shapes on on the show.
0: Well, it's I mean, a lot of that is because they're not afraid to do stuff that's silly. Sure. Right. Like like they'll do stuff that's very serious, like that entire Bordas plot um, arc. But they'll also do like Patrick Warburton's character has an elephant trunk
1: that goes to his like, stomach hole.
0: Right. Right. The like Star real Star Trek would never do that. Um, and so, so yeah, they can do more goofy, crazy stuff. How did you like, um, uh, the cameo, uh, Salayan character in the LR episode? So,
1: so, oh, the, the two, there's two cameos.
0: There's two. Well, the, um, shoot, I had his name, but now it's gone. It's, there's um,
1: Dr. Flox And then the, the other doctor, there's two doctors. Yeah.
0: The, the, the Voyager EMH doctor played, um, her her father in season one.
1: Oh yeah i yeah i didn't i didn't know that okay well the this is neat to see those two like star trek things cross right over and be totally
0: yeah cute. i mean they were never they were never in at the same time but uh yeah to see two doctor characters both playing civilian doctors on this show I know. Uh, they were doctors, was kind of which was
1: pretty, pretty great. And that took a weird twist, again, that like the show is want to do is that it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gets serious in a time that you hit you out of left field. And yeah. The, so a lot of season two is just happening the same thing as season one is that it really, every every week surprises you in every episode. There's a, oh, what's happening here, you know? And maybe it's just Seth MacFarlane who writes things that are out of left field serious one time mixed with comedy i mean someday we're, we're going to find out that the guy has like serious depression issues but he just covers it up with comedy or something
0: but. sure it's going to be another uh dan Harmon kind of <laughs> right right kind of thing um, uh,
1: yeah yeah so I, I i liked i liked it a whole lot and i like um all the cast i am sad that, uh, that Alara is gone she was super cool and i like the idea mm-hmm. of a, a young uh thin security officer that's like super strong and i mean that
0: I like also, also short like five two or something with the, all this generally tall cast like the um the girl from shield who's the right, first she, officer she is
1: and she like the actress is so different than what i think of alara like she's this like supermodel pretty kind of plays the sorority girl thing on, on right the, right it's like well i just i would not have seen that character that actress in that role doing that thing but and I don't know the whole story about why she's not there anymore. Who knows? But um, it's they wrote her off okay, I guess. I mean, they've got another new characters coming in. It looks like they've mm-hmm. got kind of a, an age appropriate love interest for for Mercer happening. Um, <laughs> but and I and I still I think okay. Here, let me ask you this: Who's your favorite Orville character? Pick one. Uh and all characters know. are
0: included, even the captain. I mean, the robot is pretty funny.
1: The robot's pretty funny. I, I have to say my favorite is, is um, the the pilot. I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah, he's he, pretty good.
1: He's just, I mean, the line about, you think there's too many zippers? Oh, you always <laughs> want to have one more <laughs> zipper than you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then he, when he's going to go hit on the girl and he just, well, here we go. And he walks right up to her and he walks right around <laughs> her. Nope. Thanks for the advice. He's,
0: uh, he's very relatable.
1: Yeah. Or, uh, when he's hit, he's hitting on the, the, the simulation bar girl and he's like, cause I'm dying. And she's like, really? He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I liked it. So that brings us over to the other show that's on, but is completely distancing itself or they, they're totally different is, which is a uh, discovery. You've got The Orville which is very much homage to 90s next generation Star Trek and Discovery when you watch that is not at all it's its own thing it's it's, it's new sci-fi right
0: Man I think I think there are two there must be two episodes you haven't seen cuz there's a big first contact episode coming up That's the last one I saw and then, I
1: saw say so there's only two episodes of season 2 right
0: no, uh, in the Orville, I mean.
1: Oh, in the Orville. Yeah, okay. We, okay. I guess I haven't seen that
0: one. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about this because this episode is a first contact. This, uh, Discovery Season 2, Episode 2 is a first contact episode. And they're like four or five, I think it's five of, uh, of Orville Season 2 is also a first contact episode. Right. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm really liking this Season 2. I love this Christopher Pike, uh, um, interpretation or whatever this version of this character what, he's so always been he's always been kind of a
1: what's different between that pike and this pike i mean this pike just seems like a paladin he's a true hero
0: right yeah maybe that's what it is because there were so many like and i'm you know i'm on record on the show as saying that i love a flawed hero um the first season had so much so much darkness so much betrayal yeah and and i know that's weird like usually between the two of us i'm the one that is on board with a kind of dark story and you always want a a happy ending hero's journey sure. but yeah. i i think just the contrast of having a character like he comes in and he's just he has he has some good like not funny lines but good relatable lines i love when uh they they want to do the thing they want to go to the beta quadrant and of course all the trek fans are like oh man the beta quadrant that's way over there (laughs) on the other side of the of klingon space you know it's if you're looking at it on a map it's actually kind of probably not far from the uh the shackleton expanse stuff in star trek adventures but uh um they're like well we can uh we can use the spore drive and they really quickly move past the like we weren't we were not supposed to use the spore drive anymore and they're like well this is a thing i'm sure they'll overlook it let's do it <laughs> right
1: hey, I, and I, you're I, like
0: i guess i guess stamets is around for at least one more episode
1: right he he goes uh stamets is a weird let's go back to stamets but i like okay. Anton mounts or pike's thing that he he says things like uh well if you're going to explain to me how mushrooms <laughs> let us get across space that, and time then it's, i believe
0: you that's that's where i was that's where i was going when i brought up the spore drive thing because they're like they're like do you have any he he just he's rolling with it and and uh, (laughs) i think it's saru is like you you don't have questions you're not you know and he's like look if you're telling me that this ship can (laughs) jump across an entire quadrant uh on a network made out of mushrooms i i kind of got to take it on faith (laughs) (laughs) he's just like i'm good i'm good which like, is like what are you gonna are you gonna convince me that this is are we gonna spend a bunch of time you trying to talk me in that this is real I, it either is or it's not let's do it
1: <laughs> which is so perfect because every every trek nerd's like well let's let i want to learn so much more and he's just like nah i got it we're good let's, let's just yeah. accept it it's sci-fi he, I mean, you almost wanted him to say it's sci-fi we're good man <laughs> <laughs> uh so the this one is this these two episodes are fun i mean that's the thing is that they're fun like all they're they're not I mean, they're heavy enough. That's one of the cool things that this season seems to be doing is that they're leaving the seriousness to Michael Burnham, right? Mm-hmm. She's she's serious. She's got a Spock storyline. She's yep. a Vulcan, therefore, or she's half, or not real Vulcan, but she's got Vulcan in her, and she's a serious character. Yep. Um, and she brings the seriousness to the show, so does the actress, um, and everybody else can just be kicking butt, having a good time doing cool Star Trek stuff.
0: Yeah. And in the same way that we talked about the, uh, um, the brightest star, the Saru short Trek, um, there's something, there's something really fascinating about a first contact story. You know, if you know the Star Trek world well enough, or even if you don't, you just imagine, especially in the case of this episode where, the people were from earth. Right. Yeah. Um, And just to see that, like, you know, there, there are people out there, right. Like you imagine yourself as one of those, or, or even if you don't like, there's just a lot of interesting story to be told there. Um, Oh, right. And I enjoyed that.
1: The, the, the thing is that this, this isn't just a first contact story, right? I mean, this is a really unique, cool first contact story. It's not just because it's Earth. Yeah, it's...
0: and and in the same way that you know, season one was not a serial at all. Um, this this season two seems a uh, not not serial at all. Was completely serial, not episodic at all. Yeah. This season two is a little more episodic, but still, it's still all about this um, this this stellar phenomena whatever it is that they can't explain
1: yeah they almost have it set up for these to be episodic because of that right that
0: maybe maybe spock foresaw and um you know caused all of these things like what's that gonna be yeah it's
1: it's got got the through line with it i I will say just with two episodes and we're just two episodes in and i'm I'm really having a fun time uh i'm a little leery just like cautiously optimistic is the thing but that or cautiously pessimistic actually here. <laughs> is that that they that they're not gonna turn around and make, you know, um Captain Pike the uh, evil mustache mirror verse guy. I mean, I, I don't want them I'd like for them to just be this is what these characters are, and we're embracing it and that's and we're doing a storyline with that kind of stuff instead of trying to wreck too many things, which is I know it's tempting to do from a story it's annoying
0: that these two shows are on at the same time have we seen any starfleet command characters
1: Uh, well we yeah we saw um who Lorca's girlfriend (laughs) you know i'm talking about
0: did we see her or or was she in the like this season
1: no she was there she remember she was like the the commander lady you remember i'm talking about
0: yeah uh, like an affair with her right was she in season two i mean
1: no, she no no no. We haven't seen them in season two. Yeah, yet.
0: that's what I mean. There, there are a couple Pike scenes in them. there are a couple scenes in the Orville where uh, Ed is communicating with the Admiralty, and uh, so I was getting the two shows confused. Uh, hey,
1: what can, can you explain something? I'm have to go watch watch um, Discovery episode one again. What Pike is here because of some important mission with these things. What is mm-hmm. what is it? Because they seem to be using that an awful lot to like break every rule. They're like, it's so important that surely Star Trek <laughs> Command will or Starfleet Command will let us right. break rules.
0: There's there there's some kind of phenomenon they saw, but when they got to the location, something like nearly wiped out the Enterprise or the Yeah, the Enterprise. Yeah. But, and I mean,
1: it's not like causing any like Klingon invasion or anything. Why would Starfleet just think this is the most important thing since sliced bread? I don't know
0: it's it's their highest priority i don't know and this is of course pre original series era this is a time when once they're out a certain distance it's you know they're like out of communication range and so you know the captains are you know a little more a little more cowboyish
1: yeah i mean they they talk about you know, only captains can make that you know decision to ignore first contact type thing because we know kirk right. broke that all the time <laughs> um, so that's maybe I, I that's what i felt they were. she was kind of alluding to there is that like um it's not like it's she didn't try to say it's unheard of or he didn't try to say that it was like a hard rule that everyone's just kicked out because of it because we know kirk is flying around right now breaking every rule of those um so you know pike well i guess he's not yet right i guess that comes a little bit later right um but still, I do like, I do like Pike. I'm really, I like him so much, but I hate the fact that you know that he's not going to be on this. He's got to go back to Enterprise at some point <laughs> and he's got to get paralyzed at some point. Right. Right. So, I, yeah, I mean, it would, I'll tell you what would be cool is if they, if they Kelvin versed this show at some point, maybe season four or whatever, is that, you know, it jumps forward or something. And then like, you're in the new timeline where, you know, you're in the Kelvin verse now and you don't mm-hmm. know what happens to these characters. Cause you know that Pike lasts longer than what he does on the, the original series in the Kelvin verse, you know, before it gets hurt. You know I what forget saying?
0: what he does in the movies. He's, he, is he an older, like a, like an admiral or something? No,
1: he's, he's the captain of the enterprise. And then Kurt comes on and he goes on an away mission with, uh the who's the guy that played the hulk he's the main bad guy in the first one and ruffalo that's no, not ruffalo uh, B- uh ban eric Bana.
0: okay oh yeah,
1: right right and he goes over there and in a thing of goodwill or something and then no no, they attack the ship and he goes over there to, to parlay or to give up or something and then they they take him prisoner because they're looking for spock um and he gets crippled there mm. so so in this one You know, he's fine all the way up through until Kirk does the transition, right? That's how they do the transition.
0: And is that... Nero comes through, like, while Kirk is being born, though, right?
1: Yeah, he comes through when when Kirk is being born, and then some 20-some later, And there's a whole, like, era when he is still around in the timeline.
0: I think we've got to be... I don't know. I would have to look at the timeline. I think that discovery now is past the point when Kirk has already been born.
1: Yeah, he he has to be cuz Pike's not that old.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Right. I mean, Pike's got gray hair at this point. Yeah. So I think
0: I think they missed the window unless they mycelium spore drive into the Kelvinverse. I think they're past the window to be Yeah, I'm I'm in still I'm still
1: getting a little like I mean it doesn't at this point I don't think most Trek fans even care about like the differences between continuity wreck the timeline but like the spore drive stuff I still don't I I thought they had a pretty solid lock on the fact that you know we're outlawing it because it caught you can't do human genetic research stuff but right they're now they're, in season 2 they're just using it like it's again it's like it's part of the show um which is a little confusing I know I, I have a feeling they're going to make Stamets specifically like he he has bad side effects from it.
0: Sure. But. Like, that's. He's the only one who can do it, and then then something's going to happen to him.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm. His character, I'm not sure what they're doing with here yet. I mean, I'm sure it's got a long haul story to it, but.
0: Yeah, we're only is, two episodes in.
1: He, at one point, is interesting and cool and very likable, which is not Stamets. Like, in season one, he was not a <laughs> likable character at all,
0: right? He's just so uptight.
1: Yeah, he was so bad. And then now he's. He's very likable and very depressed. And I understand the depressed part, but I don't know where the likable comes from.
0: Um, well, it's Tilly.
1: Tilly, for sure. Right, yeah. yeah. Which, she again, the actress does this next episode. Amazing. And she's got some kind of cool thing happening with her, right?
0: Also, a just um, such a compelling character. Her, like, you know, she goes in there and tries to extract the thing, which I would sort of lost track of the deal with that asteroid, but, like, dark matter asteroid in a... Artificial gravity, yeah. Thing and you know gets reprimanded, but she's trying to, um. You know she's trying to help Stamets, you know, and so that's it's this whole, this whole sort of. Uh, it, it's a little bit like the Wesley Crusher thing, but without being anywhere near as obnoxious. No, because way, inst- way better, instead right? of being instead of being a child prodigy genius, she's just a normal flawed human being with a big heart who talks too much
1: talks too much and and he even tells her like try not to try to talk less or something right and And he's like like,
0: like, what does he say he's like repeat after me say less things or something like that right right.
1: and and the Uh, actress again is playing it so well because she has her reaction to that statement right there is is a has just facial expressions that's not something (laughs) you can write on a page and say what it looks like and the actress just has facial expressions that you feel at one time sad but she's Wants to say stuff and then you know doesn't, and it's so good. Or she runs onto the bridge and the way she says things, and you know, yeah. And all the other characters are pretty neat too. I love hearing the robot talk, the robot on the, on the bridge, um, mm-hmm. right? Saru being in command is neat when he's in command. He becomes like he's the people's champion, right? Like right, he he comes like all right, we're 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 brainstorming this problem here. He's not like he's captain. He's just like the team leader. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. I I still haven't figured out why Michael Burnham now is also back in commission. She's like a science officer now. I I didn't get that either. She was a traitor to the galaxy at one point. Now she's totally okay.
0: I mean, I think the rest of the facts came out, and or somebody pardoned her. Hmm. Wasn't she on trial at the end of season one?
1: I don't remember, but you know, it's it's fine. We just gloss over that. I'm looking forward to um, old. Uh, Shenzhou was the captain. That's the bad guy now. The old emperor, um, Giorgio, mm. evil or evil Giorgio. Yeah. I'm looking to evil forward to evil Giorgio coming back. Evidently, <laughs> I I read a little bit. Is that like her, that character is has some backstory in the Star Trek expanded universe, whatever it is, where she becomes part of like a the basically the CIA of the Starfleet section
0: 31
1: section 31 that's it right so she yeah. becomes part of them and they're going to bring that up in this in this one um hmm. which is kind of neat I like, i'd like i'm looking forward to seeing that character come back in, in into play here um the actress is great and the uh the character is pretty cool except somebody did make a comment that when she was emperor she's hardcore genocidal evil she's not like Oh, let's have a redeeming arc here. Like she ate Saru's people in front of mm-hmm.
0: him. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and then made fun of them and talked about how like, oh, it's so delicious to eat your own flesh of like, she's evil. Yeah. She's not a redeemable person. <laughs> let's not forget that.
0: But that's the, the mirror. Version of her,
1: I guess. But but no, but that's the real version of her right now. That's the one that came back through.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, that's uh. her. So, whatever redemption arc you have, I want you to go back and play that season where she's eating Saru's people <laughs> in front of him and making him watch, right,
0: and talking right, about it, right. So, uh,
1: yeah, let's 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 talk about that Emperor Evil Lady. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like Discovery, but it's it's a whole different it is a whole different thing than what the Orville is being. Orville's nineties nineties Star Trek but modern this one is just a new sci-fi
0: oh i had i had one other note on on the orville i i didn't remember this from season one although i'm sure it was a thing um i appreciate their decision while they've adopted like almost note for note the whole list of technologies from star trek they dropped transporters what do you mean in the orville there are no transporters
1: is there no transporters? Yeah, well, I thought they talked about it. No, I thought they they mentioned it because they said I'm gonna maybe like in season
0: watch. one, but they they definitely don't in season two. Like they have a simulator, they have warp or quantum drive. Um, you know, they've got I don't. They have weapons and they have shuttles and they have cloaking, but they don't have teleporters.
1: I'm gonna have to go and and watch that again because I thought that there was a time when the um, the planet was oh no wait, that's a different one. I'm get, see I'm getting discovery and yeah, Overland exactly stuff. I was like when the planet's getting destroyed and sucked into the thing. Wait, which one was that? Which one was the planet getting sucked into the sun? That was that, Orville that was Orville. I thought that they had a comment that they can't transport them off because of the radiation of the sun, but I could be wrong.
0: I think they can't because they only have that one shuttle that they have to modify. And they were going to yeah. make a bunch of trips.
1: Man, what the hell? Like only 30 people, you sit on top of each other, right? Like mm. <laughs> and, uh, you just keep going to the ceiling and put the kids in there. What the hell?
0: It's like a, I'm sure it's weight and life support kind I of thing. Guess. It's not, not just I physical guess. space, but yeah.
1: But, well, it was, that's another one of those things and that, that show does is, you know, it's funny, it's serious and laughter, but oh my God, people, a species is dying. And how did that come across on this show about porno? You know, <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. All at the same. time. What am I supposed to feel here? Am I supposed to laugh <laughs> at the porno guy, or am I gonna then the uh, virus, the porn virus comes and affects the ship, and you're like, oh my god, seriously, mm-hmm. they better fire this guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he infected the ship with a porno virus, which is so great. Oh uh, uh, man, I, I I love them both, and I'm and I'm yeah. really happy. I I I like i was just thinking before the show i like that discovery is releasing one week at a time we had the same discussion a year or so ago about you know dump netflix dumping things all at once or Mm. you know this one i'm i'm liking that they're making me slowly enjoy the season sure I, i definitely wish i could go watch the next discovery right now but i know that when that second one came on you posted it you're like you, you said something about, I'm going to go watch season episode two. And I'm like, it's on wait <laughs> you know,
0: go now. Yeah. I sat down at, at night to, to watch, I had planned on watching something else and it, it showed up in my list. I was like,
1: Oh yes. Yeah. And then I had the same, the opposite effect with the Orville, which is, which I, I watched, I didn't see all of them until like five were on. And then I, I, I binged, watched the credit of, well, I've watched four of them. So, right. Um, but yeah, I know that if, if all the Orville had dropped, I would have watched all of them at the same time. And or <laughs> Discovery too it would have been like, Oh, so great, and then I'm done. I, I like that they're making me you know
0: Yeah. Ration it out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well let's uh let's jump off of this or or we're gonna get feedback from, from all your friends when we talk about Star Trek too much.
1: <laughs> Which we do. All right, you know, screw you guys. I love those shows.
0: <laughs> let's do some uh talk about some good times. <coughs>
1: oh yeah good times let's, let's do okay so this week what do you got uh, what do i got for good times um oh it was my birthday
0: oh happy birthday
1: yeah thank you it was i mean uh, i
0: texted you on the day but
1: yeah you did i, t- I turned uh 32 this year i'm getting old <laughs> <laughs> no i turned 44 this year for, for those who are out there listening uh I, I told, hey, I got a piece of uh, kid wisdom that actually works out for you, Dennis. Okay. Um, I'm sitting in there and I'm sitting there just hanging out like the day before my birthday, and I said, you know, I don't feel like what I think forties is supposed to feel like, Sid. And she says, oh, okay, yeah, all right. I, said, I feel, I, I feel like I am what I should be younger, and, and what I think maybe the thirty person should be thirties. She says, okay. I said, but man. Sid, this last year just flies by. These years are going by so fast. And she said, uh, I don't know. I turned to her I said, oh, I get it, honey. Kid, for kids, years take forever to go. It's like forever to get through a year. <laughs> and here's her nugget of wisdom. She immediately shot right back. She says, but dad, think about it. Really, honestly, for you, one year is only 144th of your life. For me, it's <laughs> one twelfth of my life. That's a lot longer than yours it's like oh that makes so much
0: sense (laughs) that's a that's a pretty good i it's been within the last five seven years that i really have comprehended that difference um in and i don't remember where specific i think i heard it a couple different places but it's the like you know a four-year-old who's just sobbing over something you know that to an adult just seems incredibly trivial. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're like, uh, you're acting like that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Well, therefore it probably is. It
1: probably is. They stubbed their toe and they've never done that. before.
0: They've never stubbed their toe before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I distinctly remember the first time I got the wind knocked out of me and I remember thinking, this is how it feels to die. I'm dying at this moment. You
0: know, you know? I, I experienced the same thing. I was like playing with some friends up, by a, a ditch in the woods whatever and like tried to tried to swing on a branch and my hand slipped and i felt like landed right on my back yeah and and it was just like a crazy crazy experience just like like
1: you yeah, said. you're like i'm dead i'm dead this is happening i can't <laughs> breathe there's nothing happening is- and no one's around
0: this is how it happens.
1: But, but, but that's, that's how, uh, not, not like at this. that age, you've never experienced something like that or yeah. anything. So, yeah. so everything a year to them is so much happens. yeah I mean, if you think about a kid that like they'll, they'll watch, um, uh, let's say Discovery. They've never seen the other Star Treks before. This is the mm. first time they've experienced an episodic type thing that's got through lines. And this is huge for them. And it takes forever from week to week. Right, for us yeah. it's just like okay, we've got this is how this works, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's a thing. So yeah, that that my my birthday was there. It's which is fine. It's cool. It's forty four. I um, hang out with my friend Shelley and Lola, who's uh, her daughter. Lola is uh, like a dear child of mine, and she uh, is turned eight. So we had joint birthday party, and we had an eight year old birthday party and a forty four year old birthday party. It was pretty great. She chose. Nice. What what is selfish things she got to choose all the cake and ice cream oh, I was so upset. <laughs> but but I did get balloons so I was pretty pretty happy nice with that. nice um is there anything else thing I I I did uh, I really wanted to go to the art it was playing some uh, Lord of the Rings but I I missed that one so it's not a good time how about you what what good times have you got going on
0: um let's see Aaron and I have been playing Factorio which is uh f- fun wait is this time sync
1: last year's fun good times
0: <laughs> no we're playing Factorio again we started up a new a new multiplayer map actually while i was in town uh, actually it was a little bit the week before and then i restarted it uh i gotta say i appreciate we that
1: when when you were in town and all of us there's like 12 guys and all playing different games and stuff and sure enough i remember just sitting there chilling out and then you and Aaron you unanimously decide you're going to break out your laptops and right, sit at the table and start
0: playing. We, Super we're Super. just sitting. They were still doing Twilight Imperium, so that was going to go for a couple hours. Like I think you had not gotten there yet. Andrew was sleeping or something.
1: No, or... this was this was later. This was much later. We we finished games and Twilight. Imperium okay, was so still going so you there.
0: guys were somebody was going to start up a. A video game, maybe Beat Saber was still going on or something, and and Aaron no, was, it was like
1: the brawl, the bar, the Battlestar. Oh, you were Brawls you were
0: playing or, yeah. Smash Brothers. That's Smash
1: it. Brothers. That's it.
0: And uh, um, and I'm terrible at that. I don't. I have no interest in that. And oh, that, I am uh, terrible too. Aaron was like, he was like, I kind of want to go get my laptop out and play Factorio. He's like, you want to? You did. You want you want to play? And so yeah, we've been doing that. Um, that. Which I just wanted to comment that was
1: cool. That was fun seeing you guys bust that out and play. It was kind of cool.
0: Um, and. Aside from that, I have not, disappointingly, gotten to uh, play any more Gloomhaven yet, though, or finish this one game that we've had sitting open for a week and a half now, but Mm -hmm. um, maybe this week that'll happen. But after coming into town and seeing how Aaron organized one of your sets, his set, because he has a set, Trotsky has a set, um, I went online and... And looked around. I didn't love his solution; like it was cool, but I didn't like. I don't like the cards sitting sideways in the thing. Okay. Um, and so I went on and looked around a little bit. I found somebody's uh, YouTube video where he had taken a couple of plastic boxes from Michaels and put the little bits in that, but then had gotten these cardboard. They look like small pizza boxes, like a okay. like a five inch square pizza box. Yeah, and then he sorted the the enemies into different types to fit in those boxes, and then put all of the stands, the cards, and the big cards, the modifier decks, and the or the action decks, and the and the stat cards, all in each of those boxes. Um, it's a little hard. I put a link to the uh, photo it's gallery, the,
1: pu- the puzzle solution of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can see how I did it and then I linked to his YouTube video. The boxes I got are just a little bit bigger than the ones I, he had, but they still fit. So I, I
1: had a I had a Dennis experience with that uh last week was when okay. we or a week before last. I call it a Dennis experience of cuz I know how much you love organizing things. Um or or putting like to, sleeves on things and to
0: you know, an and extent like you you go through the process it's kind of uh monotonous card card sleeving is a is a thing that I've done like Sometimes while I'm, I'm playing Heroes of the Storm or something, I'm waiting for the queue, and so I've got a, I've got a stack of cards and a stack of sleeves and then a stack of sleeved cards, and they're set up <laughs> so that I can, like, I grab the one with my left and the, the sleeve with my left hand and the card with my right, like, pop it and then set it on the st- – and, you know, do that, and then the game pops. And so I play, but then maybe I get killed or something, and I'm down for – 40 seconds and i'm like i could pop a couple more of these in. A couple a couple more. <laughs> so, in sort of a, a satisfying uh uh whole process but uh, well, the, the, I, I did also order sleeves for some of the cards, not all of the cards because you don't use all of them
1: <laughs> but. well I, the, the feeling i had was of appreciation is what it was is that that chris chris saw that what aaron had done in that group and we were really impressed with it and chris decided mm-hmm. that he was gonna uh it's captain chris from klingons and dragons he, he plays in, in my group and um he, Chris is very like he sees something that he likes and it's good he, he can do it he just gets up and just does it he doesn't like mm-hmm. to wait around so he went up and got the organization stuff and, and bought it and brought it to the right when came early to started boxing it up and I came early to help him out and for that moment I was we were both in tandem organizing the Gloomhaven Gloomhaven box into these little containers and stuff and as we were doing that, I started to feel like, ah, oh, this is so much nicer that I know where all these are, things are at. I can mm-hmm. see them. Mm-hmm. It's all e- readily accessible without being mixed up and in piles. And I was like, this is, I think I said it to Captain Chris, I said, like, this must be how Dennis feels when he organizes everything. <laughs> this feels <laughs> this feels good.
0: I like this. Well, for me in particular with this this process, you know, we played this game last fall and um they make a broken token insert, but it's like eighty dollars. I'm like, I just can't. I can't. And, and, um, and
1: the one that that, that uh, Aaron and and Chris has is only like fifteen bucks for the, all the stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's how how the solution I ended up doing. You know, it was like seven, ten bucks for two plastic uh, organizers, and like I don't know, three dollars and three dollars for a couple sets of those pizza boxes. And yeah. a couple of ultra pro deck boxes and then sleeves like the sleeves are the most expensive part, I think. Yeah, right. But um, when we played last fall, I got on Amazon and ordered a like 600 count missile, you know, various sized bags, tiny bags. Yeah. Ranging from the ones that are just the right size for those half cards. Right. The small cards mm-hmm. and some that are like that but square right so they're too small for those cards but you put like a couple of the bits in for like the characters
1: okay
0: you know the characters have those yep. little yep. circles yep um and it was satisfying to sort or to you know to punch out and put all of those in the bags so because i'm like okay here are all these banded archers they go in a bag here's the archer modifier deck it goes in a bag and then i put all of those bags in one big bag but then months later when we went to set up the game i was like how the hell do i find the banded archers <laughs> like they there, there's no text on them i figured out a little bit later that the picture is on the stat card but i'm like i got to find that and then i got to find the archer deck and it's just this bag full of bags like it's not that it's it's actually worse than when i was still punching them out and i you know had to look at the uh um you know the sheets the big punch out sheets yeah right yeah uh and so yeah i was like this is not gonna work i gotta do something mm-hmm. else so i did that well, I, but i did the, the up, first so. time
1: i ever did anything like that organization wise wise was years ago when i did the uh the lord of the rings the the living card game like i right i had organized all that and sleeved them in put the little things and cut them out. And and I got to say, it's so, there's something satisfying. It really is when you get things so organized and done and, and you can just pull things together and put it back and feel, it's just a feeling you have of like, it's order of order. It's only I can think of. Yeah. Um Instead of like a lot of times when you, well, if I pull out my world of Warcraft, the big board game. Now all those like miniatures are all in one big, huge pile and stuff. And it takes forever forever to just organize this stuff right uh to be able to pull up in a game and just be able to play it is pretty satisfying
0: yeah i mean it's it's like a lot of things it's like doing certain kinds of household chores or sudoku or anything like that it's like you go through this go through this process a sort of low level mental and and not not really physical but a little bit you know uh, uh, manual, let's say, because you use your hands. Um, yeah. Activity, and then you have some level of satisfaction of accomplishing the goal. All right. Hey, man, we got like we got we got a little bit of time left, just
1: a little bit of time left. So we we've got a whole bunch of topics that you and I wanted to kind of talk about, but okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two of them out for you out of all this list that we've got, and then the, you there, get to there pick are like one. Five things. Finish.
0: Don't don't. uh right guild the lily there but
1: uh, <laughs> okay so so you get to pick which ones we want so you want to talk i know you and i've been playing last week we put off talking about um some mobile games that we've been playing uh specifically marvel battle lines um, uh, is that what it's called marvel battle lines or battle something or other
0: that's a weird but i sort of understand it if that's what it's called because of the way that it, yeah it, it's the called battle toe works um
1: that We can talk about that one, or uh, do you want to spend some time on the, this week the Birds of Prey trailer dropped? So we, we can do our tra- our trailer talk, or we can do a mobile game talk.
0: I mean, I don't have a lot to say about either one of those things. Uh, that's um, why we
1: only have like 10 minutes. We've got 10 minutes left. We can talk about one of those things.
0: All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about this, this teaser for a teaser for uh, Margot Robbie's Birds of Prey film.
1: So, can we talk for a second about how stupid it is to have a teaser for a trailer? <laughs> oh, it just bugs the crap out of me.
0: What do what do words even mean? It's maybe just anything. to kind of like it's it's like a save the date. Or maybe that's what a teaser is. And so this yeah. is a save the date for a save the date.
1: For a save the date for the save the date. Yeah, just just don't show us this and put out the whole thing. I don't I don't
0: get it. I mean I mean obviously they, they don't have anything yet, so they're just reminding everyone that this is still a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it really works when you don't know that, like, um, there's a new Star Wars movie being made, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see Star Wars. You don't uh, coming twenty twenty. Yeah,
0: you don't get crushed under the weight of your own hype. Well, I mean, on the plus side, now everybody has like over a year to to go and Google who the hell the um, birds of prey are, right?
1: Yeah, we <laughs> even if you Google, you won't care terribly. Um, I don't All right, know. Mike. So it's,
0: you're the you're the comic book guy here. This is like yeah. this is the female characters from Batman, right?
1: Yeah, that's 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 the some totality of it. So there's
0: um, th- are we going to get some like some Harley and Ivy? Uh, no, uh, I don't think uh, shenanigans. We
1: nope, it won't be any of that. This will be. I, I think this is going to be a Harley movie. Um, sure.
0: I mean, obviously. I-
1: yeah i mean rightfully so the way I she, she's most of is,
0: what you see in this in this very short video yeah uh
1: the way i kind of understand it that they were supposedly originally there were going to be two movies planned it was a harley quinn standalone movie and then a birds of prey movie um and then they decided to combine them all because well suicide squad was not that successful mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, but margot robbie definitely was uh with <laughs> right. harley, Har- harley quinn i mean rightly so i mean
0: that year that movie wasn't even out and we saw like 50 harley quinn cosplays at uh at gen con and most of them were that version of the character there were a handful of of the arkham game versions or the the original cartoon version but most were that i mean because it's so simple it's like shorts and a a t-shirt and 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 pigtails you know and a The daddy's
1: little monster one yeah um yeah, it's, and she was great. She's great. She's a wonderful Harley. I, I think she's, I'm glad that she's still continuing on that character, you know, piece that together with Aquaman somehow, get some of the good characters in Wonder Woman, the good actors and the good act, people of DC mm-hmm. together. Um, but um, I don't know if it's a Harley movie, Then then fine with these other supporting characters, but it's titled Birds of Prey. Do you, do you remember the whole title of the thing? There's it's a really weird, um, I do not title of it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, if you look at the the script, Margot Robbie, um, posted a screen on her Instagram account, a screen capture of, uh, the, the, the script. And it's called in like normal type birds of prey. Okay. Um, and then it looks like, um, harley has written in a subtitle for it and then put hearts around it and signed it <laughs> so so that the i think that i think that's actually supposed to be the way it is is that um uh, that it's supposed to be a, a birds of prey movie that harley's going to hijack because it's called birds of prey and the fabulous emancipation of Fan- one harley
0: quinn fantabulous emancipation of one heart and i think
1: quinn. that's going to be the official title hmm. um so i don't know for comic book standpoint side, they're like C-list characters at best, and I think B-list characters age out of this show. Like you said, Poison Ivy, Uh mm-hmm. Harley makes it, and she's not a Birds of Prey. Like she's not in the Birds of Prey. Well, it's she's all not-
0: are they Black Canary and Huntress? Uh, oh, those aren't even Batman characters, right? Those are from Green Arrow.
1: No, those are bat, mostly Batman characters. I'm not are sure really? if Black Canary is, but I know that she's in a lot of Batman stuff. Isn't, uh, Huntress is definitely one. Oracle's definitely one.
0: Isn't Black Canary Green Arrow's girlfriend? Am I going yes, crazy? That's okay, that's correct.
1: But she's in a lot of Batman, like comic books and stuff. Okay, okay, right. I mean, they're they're street level heroes, is what they are. Yeah, right, right. I mean,
0: but, the most of Batman is right. That's the yeah. It's um, sort of part of it.
1: So, so. I'm not going to go into it too much, but just the, the long and short of it <laughs> is that that uh, Birds of Prey. i am put my opinion on this. It was just like there's a bunch of sea level characters. Let's put them together on a team, and you can actually get maybe they'll be greater than the sum of their parts. It, you know, uh, an Oracle can't hold her own comic book. Nor, neither can the Huntress. But what if I we mean, put the Oracle and the Huntress together with this person and this person?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Oracle is guy in the chair. Right, like, what's she right. going to do on her own?
1: Right, and the Huntress is not interesting by herself to, or compelling enough. But if right. you put them all together, what what they did was they did very successfully with the Teen Titans. You, okay, Robin isn't enough to make his own show, but <laughs> how about with Starfire and Beast Boy? And I mean, these are all C-list characters, but if we put them together, they're interesting.
0: Wait, isn't Starfire a Transformer? Uh,
1: and You're thinking of... Spider Man thing in his amazing friends. That's Starfire, right? I don't know. Oh Star Jetfire. You're thinking of Jetfire. Jetfire?
0: Or Jet Star fire. Scream? Star Scream. there is a Star Scream. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're close. <laughs> I was so doing yeah, a bit, but it didn't really work. Yeah, right.
1: these uh so these characters aren't necessarily compelling and if if you like them fine, but we don't have any context. We don't know who these are. Yeah, people we don't are.
0: we don't know anything about it. Honestly, I mean I would be at least mildly interested in any margot Robbie Harley Quinn movie, although probably more interested in a y you know it's something more mainline even if it's like you know one of those stories where she follows Batman around and irritates him right you know, that that would thing. be great
1: uh you know what what they could do I can see one way that this could be a successful thing is if Harley Quinn, being her psycho crazy self, decides to become a good guy, mm-hmm. and she's going she's gonna to go around, do stuff, and she finds people, and these are the people that kind of rotate around. At the end, they all work together.
0: Speaking of psycho crazy people trying to become good guys, what <laughs> I want to know is who has to get in a room with who and smoke what to get Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn and Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in the same movie. Oh, well, that would be That'll be, never happen, right? It's Marvel. It would decent, never happen,
1: but, but man it's crazy. Like that would be amazing. Oh man. You know Deadpool, I think I don't read a lot of Deadpool comics, but I think they put him next to straight-laced people all the time.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true.
1: They, they feed off So putting the two of those crazies together would just it, be just like it, all it,
0: too much of, too much crazy in one movie. Oh, Over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you're, he, you're probably he, right.
1: He sides with Wolverine on one side, and then he's got Spider-Man on the other sometimes. And you're like, what? But, uh, man, with Harley, that, that'd be, that would be all sorts of crazy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm glad that they're they're not mentioning any uh, Jared Leto Joker.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're just kind of like, okay. I think we're good on that. You know, they also haven't, they don't, it doesn't seem like they're pushing hard. At the end of Suicide Squad, they were like forming... Wasn't it the end of of Batman Superman or Justice League or something where they're talking about, like, Lex Luthor is coming back and forming a gang with Deathstroke. And, like, okay, we haven't heard anything about that. (laughs) Because nobody cares. And, like, oh, that was... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Warner Brothers is just dropping the ball all over the place.
0: I mean, Aquaman was better than we expected. So that's something.
1: It was. It it was... It was better than we expected. I don't think it was still Hall of Fame stuff. I
0: I haven't heard any more about their standalone Joker origin movie, which seemed like a uh, ill-advised concept. So
1: oh, it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. Even it's like oh, it looks so mm. bad. I mean, I mean, I just I don't know. I see his makeup and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll be. I'm very happy with the uh, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight stuff. I'll, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Christian Bale's grunting. I got to <laughs> use the bathroom voice, but you yeah, know, whatever it's fine. Uh, it, you know, the, the, the dark Knight rises is one of the best ones. And so the Joker one is the best Batman one of all time. Uh, Heath Ledger is phenomenal. So yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. Are you, are you interested in besides watching just Harley? If Harley wasn't in that, you wouldn't watch <laughs> that, would you? You'd be like, what? I don't care.
0: Uh, a birds of prey. Movie. It, it depends on who's in it. Really? I mean yes. the 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 parody or the alternative universe version you you mentioned when we were talking about this earlier of uh, female Marvel heroes like get um, Shiri and and Hope from Ant Man uh, the Wasp yeah. and uh, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch Scarlet even Witch. Black Widow um, just get all of them together in a movie that would be
1: that would be awesome crazy See, that's how you crazy shenanigans it, right? ensue. And- and Marvel, Marvel, Marvel—we're not going to sing Marvel's praises anymore here. But the uh, <laughs> the fact that they just take a they take a measured approach to every one of the movies movies they've ever had is that let's just tell this like they do their comic book. Let's just tell this story that we've got right in front of us, and then afterwards we'll try to piece it together. Let's just tell this Spider Man story. Let's just tell this you know Ant Man story. Um, and then you love it, and then later on they can open up options like you want to do a all girl movie. Sure, let's do that, right? Instead of DC's, like let's make a crazy movie and nobody knows anything.
0: You know, I forgot to put this on our notes before we started, but I finally watched um, Ocean's Eight, oh,
1: talking about all girl movies. Yeah, speaking of all girl movies, yeah, you uh, think it,
0: it was it was good. Uh, I've never seen the original Ocean's Eleven. I so when I say the original, I mean the um, the Brad Pitt. George yep. Clooney. Oh, no. Won. Yeah, you
1: don't mean the 60s one? The 60s one's good.
0: Um, I've never seen it. But yeah. I really, really enjoyed the remake. It was one of my favorite movies for a long time. Still probably in my top 20, if not top 10. Uh, this was not as good as that. Mm-hmm. But it I was agree. better It was better than I remember 12 and 13 being. Those were both kind of the grown-worthy train wrecks. Um, yeah. yeah, all of the... You know, uh, in a similar way to uh, Mary Poppins Returns, like they hit a lot of the same notes. Yep. Uh, without being, you know, a scene for scene retelling, it's a completely different kind of uh, um, heist, a different kind of yep. story. I liked uh, Anne Hathaway's ridiculous diva overacting. Acting. Yeah, that um, was that, that was entertaining. A
1: twist right there, right? Like that that mm-hmm. twist was weird in that movie. I. I I was a little saddened by the spoiler alert that they kill off Danny right off the bat.
0: Danny right, Russian. I, I up until the very end was waiting for like a hint of him not actually being dead. Just I like, I like he was. I was like, waiting
1: for him to walk on screen, back to walk on to screen,
0: or like, or like, just see a silhouette that's maybe gone or something yep. like that. But uh, no, nope, they don't nope, give us any of that. None of that. Of that. Nope. None of that. No.
1: Which is like, oh, that's that's a little disappointing because it was, you know, George Clooney was great with as Danny Ocean, right? But yeah, yeah, uh, this one was one where I that one was one where I mean, where Sid watched and and I'll periodically have those times where like, oh, my kid is actually getting to the age where she can watch intelligent movies and, and enjoy mm. them. Like she she loves that movie, um, and she loves like The Orient Express and things like that. And like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, that's pretty. I need to feed her more of those kind of intellectual shows. <laughs> sure, right. sure. That makes you think at least a little, makes you put, think a bit. Uh, so yeah, that that, that, was a, that was a fun one. I don't know if I saw any of the things coming. I'm a big fan of like, if you're going to, you know, put a twist in there at the end with a little gotcha that um, there was a lot of hints dropped that I could have figured it out. And I, I couldn't have figured that one out. Like buying the submarine boat and all that kind of stuff
0: uh, for that movie. Yeah, it was a weird kind of, and you know, to be fair, the original did a lot of that stuff too. It's like, you're supposed to notice little things, but ultimately when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, we did this thing. And sure, if you knew you would get this foreshadowing, but there's no reason that the foreshadowing would have given that away
1: yeah there's there, you just okay it's, it's a happening. sid loved that though i remember her things her, her like almost squealing at the fact that like oh 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 when she's going <laughs> about like i remember the the little scene with the toy store and the whatever and she's holding it under her yeah
0: arm. yeah that's what uh um my sister said when we were watching that right but yeah so that, was, that was good that was
1: fun hey man we're rolling along through this show tonight we're uh i think we're
0: i think we're good i think we yeah hit all the i'm glad i remembered that movie i didn't i wasn't crazy about ending on that uh birds of prey it's kind of a a downer (laughs) note
1: yeah i mean we 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 would have lost at least two lives tonight had we not talked about the oceans eight that was good save there man good save
0: yep yep all right you you good wrap this up
1: I, i got it let's do this let's do it
0: all right you've been listening to front porch this is episode 75 uh, thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies or news, or move, news about movies, you should check them New, out. New, Geek Scholars Movie New, News. Movie moves As as mentioned previously in the show, we do another podcast with uh, three three more of our friends where we uh, role play Star Trek characters. I mean, if mm-hmm. you couldn't tell from this show, we're big Star Trek fans. We do that. It's uh, crazy, um, chaotic, not safe for work. Uh, check it out klingonsanddragons.com
1: that that's your uh, second second podcast in the porchnet right you've got a third one in the works i've heard Spoiler uh, a spoiler uh, alert? Uh, oh, it, all right all right well, it's
0: down to, no 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 spoilers for that we'll, we'll I, leave that I off all right, it's, it's in its it's in its conceptual stage so
1: very very cut edit that out right right right
0: uh if you have questions comments feedback if you want to tell us which your favorite is between Discovery and the Orville. You can email us at frontporchpod at gmail dot com. If you go over to those. our website, yeah, yeah. If you go to our website frontporchpodcast.com, we have contact forms, and I also have the uh, the list of our 2020 100 movie challenge. We are shuffling up the queue this week to watch Groundhog Day, as mm-hmm. as previously mentioned. So check that out. Bill Murray, leading man, comedy sci-fi sort of story it's a classic yep uh what else if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple or spotify wherever good podcasts are sold and while you're there if you leave us a review we appreciate that thanks as always for joining us and until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch
1: good night
0: see you next time